So a couple quick things to say. I actually want to piggyback on the way that Joe prayed during this time when he prayed for our Sunday school uh, year and asked that we might apply these things to our lives. That's really basically in a nutshell what I want to say today before we transition into the other uh, programs. But um, a couple things. First, for our teachers, I just want to say thank you. Um, and I tried to think of a more elegant way to, uh, it, it just seems so simple to put on a slide, uh, but we're so grateful. I'm speaking as, as a parent who has representation in every class. I can't express to you how grateful I am for a church, not just of kind and generous people, but of people who are committed to telling my kids the truth, to teaching scripture. Uh, so for Joe Malin in Awana and in Sunday School, I listened to his sermon from a couple weeks ago on the I Am statements. And one of the things I love about Joe is his wisdom and his love for God's word. Like he's, I don't know if kid in a playground is kind of a, a way to describe him, but I am so grateful that my kids get to interact with him and I've gotten to watch uh, my kids have conversations about... <laughs> I, I can't get it out, um, about things that matter. Um, I can't tell you what a gift that is to us. There are a lot of nice people here. There are a lot of people who love my kids. I understand that, but I, am, uh, I have a special spot in my heart for people who are committed uh, to telling the truth. Uh, Dale is the same way. Um, just the commitment to scripture and to telling my kids the truth. Uh, for Marilyn and for Jane, uh, we're, we're just so grateful. So thank you doesn't begin to cover it. Um, but if I could have the kids who were in Sunday school uh, this year just stand up for a second. Turn and find your teacher and just give them a round of applause. I was going to list out actually several of the verses of what the Bible describes for teachers, but it isn't, um, <laughs> it isn't overwhelmingly positive, not in the sense that God doesn't honor it because he does, uh, but the response of, um, of students to teachers. I was looking at the one in Matthew 23 where, where Jesus basically says, I sent you prophets and sages and teachers, and some of them you stoned and others you crucified. I didn't think that would be the most uplifting thing. And then as I kept scrolling through references, I'm like, yeah, boy, why would anyone ever decide to do this? Um, and the answer is very simple in Ephesians. It's God has given some to be apostles, some to be prophets, uh, and some to be teachers. So it is a calling for them, and we're grateful that they have uh, responded to God in that way and have ministered to our kids, not just this year, but, but throughout the years. We're, we're grateful that they, um, that they step up. Uh, Steve and Liz as well in the adult classes, um, I'll, I'll give you my, uh, my applause. Um, Liz has just been doing it for years, obviously, and, and we're so grateful that she's faithful to that calling. And for Steve, uh, this year, didn't need to be asked, didn't need to be dragged, kicking and screaming to teach Sunday school, but felt a real burden for the content that he was teaching and, and exposed us to a lot of great stuff, um, which helps us to see God's perspective uh, on the created order and on a lot of things. And what I most appreciate about Steve is that he just, he doesn't need to be asked. He just sees a need and he steps up and he fills it. So thank you uh, to those of you who minister to us that way. Now for students, I'm just going to take a couple verses from Luke chapter 6. 
because you've had a year in Sunday school. I know your teachers. I know that you've been exposed to the truth. But God's not interested in us just knowing more. He's interested in us becoming more. And this is what Jesus talks about at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. He tells the parable of the wise and the foolish builder. How many of you have ever heard this parable before? How many of you have ever sung songs that are devoted to this parable? It's a great one. Um, And I'm just going to read it. Uh, Jesus, when he gets to the end of his teaching, he's teaching about prayer. He's teaching about hypocrisy, about how you should do something with what God has said, about how we use our words, about how we live our lives. And finally, Jesus concludes with this. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. You'll notice that there are going to be two builders here. And that what they have in common are three things. First, they have the opportunity to hear the word. Second, they have an opportunity to respond to it. And third, the storm comes. So even for the wise builder, the storm comes. That's what they have in common. So he says, I'll show you what they are like. They're like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house Uh, but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice, right? So you notice that the wise builder who dug deep and built the foundation and all that, they had the opportunity to respond, but when the storm struck, they hadn't put the words into practice. Or, excuse me, in the case of the wise builder, they did put them into practice. But here, the one who hears my words and doesn't put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck the house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Now, what they haven't, this might be a little heavy for, I saw a children's sermon, I thought, well, this will be fun. Um, But in all honesty, when you come up against life's realities, What Jesus is saying here is that the person who responds to what he says, who puts it into practice, they're the person who can withstand the storms when they come. What these two builders have in common is they heard the word, they had a chance to respond to it, and the storm came to both, right? Even the wise builder who heard Jesus' words, who put them into practice, the storm still came. And a time is coming when that's what we'll have to fall back on. And what that produces for me is just gratitude for the Sunday school teachers in this church. I think it really is a rare thing in terms of their commitment to the truth. And I'm grateful for myself, I'm grateful on behalf of my kids and on my whole family, that we have people who not only teach us the word faithfully, but help us to see what it looks like in practice. And that's my prayer from Awana Cubbies, through the lowest, lowest isn't the right way to describe it. Youngest is probably the best. <laughs> they're, they're still humans. Um, though this morning they were banging on something. We thought finally there was an uprising in the pre-K. And well, I don't know, Dale was tied down to a chair and Isaac was running around with face paint on, but he seems to have a shirt on and the face paint's gone. So we're, we're thankful for that. Um, but, but their commitment to the truth is really a blessing. They model what Christ-likeness looks uh, like for us, uh, and we're thankful for that. 
So I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to ask Dale Tack to come up, and you'll see on your bulletin that there are several, uh, several presentations that we're going to walk through. So let's pray together. God, we are grateful for our teachers, those who minister to us, who mentor us in the faith, who know your word, who try to apply it to their lives, and who model Christ-likeness for us. Uh, God, honor them uh, for the sacrifices that they've made this year to minister uh, to us and to our kids. Help us to be grateful to them and to show our gratitude um, uh, to them. As we continue to worship, I pray that you would be exalted in all that we say and all that we do. Amen. <laughs>